views expressed on TMI with Aldous Tyler do not necessarily reflect the views of any website, social media platform, or podcasting host that you may find it on. Oh no, for the next segment, the views expressed are all mine. Tyler for Monday, June 29th, recording right here in a very thunderous Madison, Wisconsin. And the thunder reminds me so much of how the thunder is rolling. It started in Minneapolis, Minnesota, May 25th, just over a month ago. And the thunder has rolled coast to coast, New York City, Detroit, Madison, so many places. Onward, of course, Seattle. Can't forget them. But then it's gone further. The thunder rolls into Tokyo, Berlin, London, Paris. We have Black Lives Matter, George Floyd-inspired protests going on globally. In fact, you can Google the maps for it. And you will see that the sun does not set on the Black Lives Matter protest. As of right now, they are absolutely worldwide. And the sun will shine on them somewhere, no matter what time of day it is. It's impressive. It's amazing. But moreover, it tells you exactly how deep the problem is. Just how widespread, how profound the issue is. And what is the issue exactly? Well, at the core of the issue is the fact that for over 400 years now, black people were taken from the African continent and brought here not to live free, not to have lives of self-determination, but to be property of other people. To be considered less than human. To be considered nothing more than workhorses. Nothing more than chore-doers. In modern perspective, you could think of them as being considered nothing more than a desktop PC or a laptop always there at your beck and call but oh if it does something you don't like why you curse you fuss you take it to someone who will make it act right you might even go so far as to rip it apart and try to put it back together again yeah that's the kind of property that black slaves from Africa were treated like and they were treated that way, let's be clear, for 250 
of the 400 years I'm talking about. That's a long time. And then, once they managed to uh, win their freedom, with the you know assistance of the North deciding that it was going to finally say that, look, we understand you're fighting for the right to keep slaves on your property, but, uh, but we're done with it, you guys. They finally won that right, and then, well... If we can't have them as slaves, then we're going to pass laws to make sure they don't have the same rights as everybody else. Oh, it carried on and on and on. And then the 60s came around. And there were riots, ladies and gentlemen. There were riots. And the rights became passed to be equal. Several civil rights acts, not just 64, but also 68. And let's not forget that 68 happened after the Detroit riots and elsewhere, after the incredible societal violence occurred. Oh, that's when, that's exactly when those rights were finally handed over. Now, What we've seen is that still doesn't stop segments of society from trying to treat black Americans as if they don't have rights. Oh, they do. It's on the books. But that doesn't mean that illegal and quasi-legal means won't be used at every possible juncture to steal their vote, to steal their ability to pay rent, certainly to buy houses, especially not in certain neighborhoods, oh my. So then it comes down to the core issue, the core, core issue. Black people aren't asking for that much out of us, you know. Our fellow black Americans don't want much. They want us to acknowledge that their lives matter. Just matter. They don't have to be aggrandized. They don't have to be celebrated, although frankly they should be in many times. But they just want us to say that black lives matter as much as yours or mine do. They want to hear and believe that we mean it when we say that their lives matter just as much as anyone's. Now, why would they think otherwise? Why would they have gotten the impression that their lives aren't worth as much? It's very simple, really. The judicial system in this nation for decades now has been badly slanted towards persecuting black people when it would let white people go with a slap on the wrist or a lesser charge or just entirely just let them go where a black person would be facing years in prison or worse 
And yes, there's worse in some states. Or at least there was, that's for sure. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. Because the worst can happen on the streets. Now, when I get into the situation where I'm trying to explain to somebody what is going on with these protests, I inevitably hear, well, black people kill black people. Why aren't they protesting that? Okay. White people kill white people. Are we protesting that? Or are we just going, oh, we'd rather not talk about that? Mm hmm. Are we? The fact is, murder doesn't know racial boundaries as a whole. But, <laughs> and this is the thing that I really try to get across. When you call the police because you need help, do you expect the officer that shows up or officers to take care of the problem that's besieging you? Or do you hesitate to call them at all because there's a real chance that instead of being any kind of help at all to you, that they might arrest you, haul you off, or worse yet, hurt or kill you. Now, if you can't say that calling the police doesn't make you hesitate because you don't feel threatened by the police showing up, even when you know you've done nothing wrong, even when you know that the issue that you need the police there for is somebody else doing something completely unrelated to you per se. Well, if you can say you feel safe to call the cops, then ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand what it means to be a black American. You just don't understand it. Now, let's be real. I'm white. I'm very white. I'm extremely pale. It's true. So I don't understand it instinctively. But I have sat and I have listened and listened and listened carefully to my fellow black Americans. My fellow Americans who are black, shall I say. I have listened to them. I have absorbed and taken in what they have told me about the perils they face that are alien to me, about the tests they endure daily that if they would happen to me, I would consider outrageous for happening once. Ladies and gentlemen, black Americans legitimately feel that their lives don't matter. Now, why should they? Why should they? When these protests come up, and that's the key message, is black lives matter. And you have people 
deciding to show up to counter them with All Lives Matter. Which, let's be clear, Black Lives Matter, as much as yours, is saying that All Lives Matter. So if you're countering with All Lives Matter when someone says Black Lives Matter, what you're actually saying is, All Lives Matter, but yours don't matter enough to listen to. Yours aren't worth the inconvenience. All lives matter except your life isn't worth my time, my trouble, my inconvenience, my putting up with you. That's what you're saying with all lives matter. It's a horrible statement. But it can be made worse. Oh, it can be made worse. A fellow showed up just as pale as I am, to a Black Lives Matter protest, took out a compound bow, and drew and notched an arrow and shouted, All Lives Matter, while threatening them with a deadly weapon. Now, if the irony of that is lost on you, I'm not sure what else I can do to get the message through to you. But when you say all lives matter, you may as well be holding a bow and arrow or a gun or some other form of deadly threat to the lives of black Americans. Because that's what's happening. Because you are encouraging us to go back and ignore. You're encouraging us to not pay attention to the cries that Black Lives Matter. You're encouraging us to fall asleep again. You're encouraging us to go ahead and allow things to happen. Wherein police officers are twice as likely, literally over 200% as likely, to kill black Americans than white Americans. Now, before you get on me and go, but wait, more white Americans are killed. Yes, and there's tons more white Americans than black Americans in America. When you sift it as percentage, over 200% more likely, over 200% more likely to be killed are black Americans than white Americans. Now, if that was happening to white Americans, don't you think there would be outrage? Don't you think we would be absolutely appalled and not willing to stand for it? Yeah. But you know, here's the difference. We're in power. We'd get things done for it. We would immediately be doing whatever it took to stop it. And if it was the police doing it, oh, you'd better believe the police would have been abolished the next day that this trend had been identified. Oh, last week we noticed that white people were killed more than any other group in America by 200%. Okay, let's say that happened. Where it actually was unfairly impacting the majority in power. Do you think for a moment the police would cease being the way they are? Oh, they would. Oh, it would be instantaneous. 
But you see, it shouldn't be up for de debate that any human being's life matters. It shouldn't be up for debate. But it is because racism is systemic. Because of the fact that black people still aren't afforded the same level of respect on a basic level that white people are. There's even such a thing that people go around and try to do white pride. Mm. What's wrong with white pride, Aldous? Well, what does it mean to be white? It doesn't just mean to be pale. There were plenty of times where people who were Italian or Irish, and still to this day, people who are Jewish, who are plenty pale, aren't allowed to be considered white. Oh, no. Heck, there was a good time where Catholics weren't allowed to be considered white. Just because you had a different religion. Oh, same skin tone. So white really has nothing to do, nothing to do with skin tone and everything to do with power. Everything to do with the ability to be treated the way a fellow human being should be treated by default. You see someone, you figure out there are white people, and you treat them as a fellow white person would treat them. Right? You say, hey, there's a guy like me. I'll be nice. I'll hold open a door. I'll be nice. I'll say hello. I'll be nice and treat them politely. I'll be nice and ensure that basic rights are upheld. Maybe I don't like what they're saying. Fine, I'll just walk away. Maybe I don't like what they're wearing. Well, maybe I'll giggle at them later, but I'm certainly not going to, you know, blame the entire race. So if you're proud of being white, you're proud, proud that other people are treated as less than human. You're proud that there are whole subsets of American citizens, just like you, except their skin's a different color. Except you don't want to accept them. You are proud of that fact if you have white pride. That makes you a monster. Sorry. But it does. It is monstrous to be not only accepting, but proud of the fact that you're the only kind of human beings that should be treated like human beings. That's disgusting. And if more white people understood that that's what white meant, I have a feeling we might have an easier time looking around at everybody else and going, you know what? That's not right. You know what? Black lives matter. It's true. They do. That's all they want to hear from us. That's it. That's all black people need to hear from us is that their lives matter just as much as ours do. It's so simple. It's so 
very simple. And until you can give it to them, you are part of the problem. Until you can give it to them, you might as well have been kneeling on George Floyd's neck. Now, some people, of course, are making accommodations based on these uh, protests, and that's okay. That's good. The protests are working to make change. Some of the changes are riling some people. Okay, we get that. If you're from the South and uh, you've got this romantic view of what the Confederacy was and you don't see it as, you know, a, uh, a five-year experiment trying to become one's own nation just so you can keep other human beings as cattle, just so you can treat other human beings as poorly as you treat a thing, an object that doesn't behave itself when you want it to. Just so you can treat other human beings as terribly as you treat farm animals, as you treat... You know what? There really isn't any comparison. There isn't. Slaves were treated worse than we treat just about any other creature out there. Aside from animals for meat production, which obviously, you know, we kill them and, and grind them up and eat them. That much didn't happen. We didn't actually get cannibalistic on slaves. However, I'll get back to that point in a moment. You see, some of the things that have been done to accommodate the demands of the protests to try to say that Black Lives Matter have been to take down Confederate statues, have been to get rid of public displays of the uh, Confederate battle flag. You know the one. Stars and bars. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's understandable. To us here in the North, we're like, yeah, go, go. Those Confederate people, those so stupid, they lost the war anyway. And then they were, they were the ones fighting to keep slaves and keep slavery alive. And how disgusting, of course, they should be torn down. We shouldn't be celebrating that. We shouldn't have heroic statues up to Confederate, uh, Confederate Civil War veterans. Yeah, no, we, we, we got that in the North. No problem. We got it. But here's the thing. Last week uh, here in Madison, almost a full week ago now, a Civil War statue got taken down here in Madison, Wisconsin. Now, if you're not familiar with geography, I'll clue you in and tell you that Madison, Wisconsin is not and never has been part of the United States' south. Um, we're, uh, we're quite experienced with winter up here, and the soldiers that came from here wore blue in the Civil War. They were Union. They were fighting against the side of slavery. And some of them were soldiers or otherwise activists even that had been fighting against slavery their entire lives, devoted their lives to helping free black people from bondage. Um, the soldier whose statue was taken down here in Madison, Wisconsin was one of these. It was a Civil War hero who had devoted his life to helping free 
black people from bondage. Help to help black Americans be black Americans and not just slaves. And his statue got taken down and oh, the howling. Oh, the outrage that you would have heard had you listened to so many of the white people here in Madison. How dare they? It's so ignorant. Don't they know who that was? They knew this much. And this is what mattered. It was a Civil War statue. And while it's obvious why the Confederate statues should be considered offensive to black Americans, what isn't obvious to many is why the Northern ones should also be considered offensive. George Floyd wasn't killed in a Southern state. George Floyd was killed in a state that fought for the Union. George Floyd is not alone. Detroit is a major city, the largest city in the state of Michigan, which fought for the Union, which fought against slavery. When black people who have been treated terribly, who have had years and years of being murdered, preferentially, if you will, by police, by having their lives thrown away, by racist judges, by all of this happening to them in the North as well as the South. When black people see that their lives have been like this, supposedly here in the righteous North that knew that slavery was wrong and fought for black people's rights. When they see statues to Civil War heroes from the side of the Union, what it tells them is that once, roughly 150 years ago, there were people, white people, from the North who were willing to fight and even die for the cause of freeing them. 150 years ago, you know, a long time ago, a century and a half ago. And it brings into stark relief the fact that they really probably can't think of a single person easily since that conflict who happened to be white, who was that devoted to the cause of making sure that black lives matter. So Confederate soldiers were soldiers that fought for slavery of black people. Cool. We get why that's bad. Union soldiers and their replicas, their statues represent a big dose of what have you done for me lately? Union soldiers represent a stark relief to the society black people now live in, where they are shot and killed, where they're tortured and tormented, where their lives are living hell by default. Now, if you're white, you can say, my life hasn't been easy. Wow, I had to do this and that and the other. Yeah, 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 that's fine. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that, but look, 
that none of that had to do with you being white. None of it. Your life, if it's been difficult and you're not black, has been difficult for other factors than your race. Okay? Well, especially if you're white, I should say. If you're white, race did not play a factor into your life being made difficult. What did was other factors. And guess what? Black people have those factors as well as their race, making their lives absolutely hellish. So here in the North, what black people have to deal with is when, okay, here's an example. And I hate to pull it, but I'm going to. Here in the North, black people have to deal with the example of folks like Donald Trump. Where's Donald Trump from? He's from New York City. New York City. And he calls white supremacists very fine people. He has repeatedly and constantly reminded us of just how racist and how horrible on race issues Republicans can be. He's from the North. For every statue of a Union soldier you can point at, there are hundreds and hundreds of people from the North like him, like Trump, that your black Americans can point to and go, yeah, what about that jerk? Yeah, it's nice that 150 years ago, this Union soldier gave his life so that my ancestors could be free from slavery. It seems like the bare minimum, but though it's good that, that they went and did that. Sure. But what's happened since? What has happened since then? And then you look across the aisle... And Joe Biden's solution to police violence against black people is train them to shoot them in the leg instead of the heart. That's exactly the kind of thing that these protests are about. Train them to shoot them in the leg. Really, Joe? Seriously? Or even worse... Biden deciding that he is the barometer by which people can decide whether or not they're black. That you don't have a right to call yourself culturally black if you are not certain whether or not you're going to vote for Joe Biden. That's what he said in an interview with Charlemagne the God just not even quite a month ago now. That's exactly what Joe Biden said. That you don't have the right to call yourself black. You ain't black. If you're not sure if you're going to vote for Joe Biden or not. Really? Joe? Really? Shoot him in the leg. But vote for me. Look. There is no easy solution to this. Because it's so ingrained in our culture. But just because it isn't easy doesn't mean we should avoid it. It's not going to be easy, but we have to take care of this. We can't let this go on.
we must, and I mean must, address systemic racism in America. It can't just up to be be up to the big corporations to get rid of Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. Hmm? Can't be. We have to take a good solid look and see all of the damage that we have done. And then we have to see what we can do to make it up to the black Americans who have suffered so badly. Because it's been generations, my friends. Generations upon generations upon generations. The system is so slanted against them that from the time they're born through adulthood and onward, the opportunities simply aren't there the way they are for white people. They aren't. They are not. This is why reparations is something that is being discussed. Because in order to provide some sort of leverage, in order to provide some sort of recompense for the horrible situation every black American is put in just by being born here, the suggestion is, well, maybe we should at least try to pay them back monetarily for all of the harm we've done. Honestly, in some ways, it's the least we can do. But at the very least, no solution should be off the table at this time. None. Because we have done so much damage to our fellow Americans who happen to be black that we owe them nothing less. You're listening to TMI with Aldous Tyler. And we'll be back.